Welcome to Go Home Heat Sports Entertainment Podcast. This is going to be a there's a lot going on right now in the world of the E, the Fed. How do I put it? First of all, Survivor Series, and it is crazy to me the way they're doing all of this. I have Justin here with me. Thank you for calling in, Justin. Yes, yes. The, heard you mention Survivor Series, and suddenly I developed narcolepsy. I don't know where that came from. Really? You're not excited? About which of the slowly and poorly built, the the, the Big E Roman Reigns would sort of be exciting if I thought Big E had a chance of winning. The Becky Charlotte thing is probably fun. I could care less about the five-person junk because half the people were on the other show two weeks ago. Okay. All right. Well, I was kind of excited up until now. That sucks. <laughs> I was all, I was, you know. Well, I definitely think the buildup for Charlotte and Becky was is, good. It, is crazy. Do you, think it's a, do you think this is a work? No, I, I don't think it depends on what you mean. <laughs> do I think them hating each other on hating on each other is a work and the whole almost had a fight backstage. She may not trust Charlotte to not do some kind of swerve where she holds her shoulders down or, or she might not trust her to not do the Hogan kick out at the end or something, but yes. I don't think she's in fear for Charlotte hurting her. No, 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 no. I don't think what Becky said about Ric Flair was a work at all. And I th- and Ric Flair jumping all in tells me even more so that it wasn't oh, yeah. a work. I I think that Ric Flair shooting is I think Rick right now is in a desperate state because I think he felt like he was going to be able to slide right into AEW and I don't think he realized he's ever had to really deal with the consequences of his behaviors because that was always what made him funny right oh that's just funny anymore right the stories of him helicoptering in the middle of a plane once you realize it's not just wrestlers on the plane yeah aren't funny Mm -mm. they're intimidating to young ladies who are trying to just you know freaking off correct correct and that no different from you as a restaurant manager having some guy out there doing that to your waitresses. You wouldn't think that's funny. Oh, dude, I've had uh, multiple sure multiple Mardi Gras. I've had to go to people and tell them, you know, you can't touch the waitresses because they feel it, it's such a festive environment that. And I'm not saying that they were doing anything. They didn't really, you know. One guy might have been doing something that was a little over the top, but again, it wasn't call the police type stuff. But it was, hey, you know. But then the 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 retort is always, well, she 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 acts like she likes it, and it's like, dude, she's that's your job, right? I wouldn't be over here if she liked it, hey. But you can't tell them that because you're trying to calm them down while still allowing for the person waiting on them to have. A chance for a tip. <laughs> yeah. So the heat's got to be on me, right? The heat's got to be on me. It can't be on the uh-huh. server. You know what I'm saying? But it just it's a it's a terrible scenario to be in the midst of for them because it's it's yeah. over the top, intimidating, and I can't imagine what it would be like with a guy like Ric Flair because they the, the a, wait, a waitress knows you know at the end of this is a 
is sure you know there's police all over the island you know if things get real crazy we we can hopefully separate whatever but on a plane where everybody there's laughing kicking it up thinking it's great yeah that's got to be so overwhelmingly intimidating now flip into that where we have rick now out of a job he just starts his own podcast. He's starting to spill tea. Supposedly, he said something the other day about he got five grand for for a match, and Roddy Piper got five hundred and a, and a bag of coke. There wasn't no need for that. No, man, Roddy. Roddy's your buddy, man. Why you want to do that to him? Right. Why you want to? And Roddy can't defend himself. And that's what I fear about this podcast of Ricks is it's going to turn into see all these other people were evil as well, it's, right? Yeah. You know, I feel like the only guy he's going to defend is Hogan, because for some reason I think he feels a kinship there. And I, why would that be, Kevin? <laughs> Let, let's don't psychoanalyze it all. But I do think what Becky said was straight from the heart, and I don't yeah. think, and I'm not sure that Charlotte, Charlotte might have an issue with it, but Charlotte's real name is Ashley. Yeah. And I'm not sure that Ashley hasn't been cringing about all. I, I can't go into Ashley's whole life, but I can't imagine no. that she hasn't seen her thought, rolled her eyes, and been like, man, you know, I hope my legacy winds up just being the championships. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so, so that part, but it does make the match interesting, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It, that is interesting. And they, I thought they built up the, I feel like they built up the Biggie Roman thing to a head to the point where I think they've done a great job on that. Yeah, and, and the, you know, the Usos. The only problem I kind of had was, and this is just a me problem. I didn't like when last night the whole I'm going to break your stuff and you're going to get so mad you're going to storm a ring and get your ass handed to you by three guys. Kevin, his stuff was going to get broke anyway whether he got his butt kicked or not. But you weren't going to beat three dudes, so I don't know what you were doing running in that ring. Yeah, but this wouldn't be the first, second, or hundredth time we've seen Xavier Woods go into a bad scenario. I just think that's – I think it looks dumb. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a trope that we are always going to get, though, right? Yeah. Right. So one of the wrestlers and see, that's kind of a little bit of my, a lot of this stuff feels by the numbers at times, the guys doing it are really good, but some of it's by the numbers. Well, I'll tell you what, since we've kind of gotten off the rails anyway here, let's just kind of talk about, uh, the matches and we won't necessarily go into raw and, SmackDown per se, but we will kind of talk about the buildups to the matches. If that yeah. is that cool, I like I like that a lot. All right, that's audible. Team Raw, we got Seth, Finn, Owens, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley. Now, what all happened in the last two weeks on Raw? We had Lashley, Merck, Dominic Mysterio, which leads us further <laughs> into breaking up that that tandem. Also, Theory has been a pain in the butt for several weeks to the Mysterio family as well. And then when Lashley gets the, when one storyline going on here is that scrap daddy, Adam Pierce since being beaten up by Brock Lesnar has decided to, he's leaned into his powers more. We have two people that are power heavy right now. They're, they're leading in a crazy way, both Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. 
on Ra, what he's doing with this power is he has decided to try to make this team supposedly unbeatable by putting by pull, pulling both Mysterio out, putting Lashley in after he beats one Mysterio, and then Theory comes in and has his kind of fun with him after Ray loses, and he says, Austin, I like your style. You're going to replace Ray. And I really, this team, I enjoy a little bit, but here's the kicker for me about this team, right? And this is what make this is really what makes the match interesting to me is what happens with Seth and Kevin. Because the real storyline on Raw, and that this is what I think they've done. I was gonna ask you at the end of all of this, one thing that makes the lead in for this particular pay-per-view peculiar is that they're telling storylines outside of Survivor series throughout each episode. Where it has it wasn't it wasn't, oh, Raw's invading SmackDown today. Oh, SmackDown's invading Raw. You know, that wasn't really the point of what we were doing here. The point no. was Seth Rollins is the next challenger for Big E, which we've seen in multiple things. Like, the, they start out Raw with all, it starts out with Big E talking and then Kevin Owens. And then next thing you know, the Usos come down and jump. And, jump, and then, boom, we get this fight. That turns into... A tag match, which eventually comes into which really, if they did this once every three months, it'd be really kind of cool. Yeah, but they do it quite often. But the interesting thing to me is how does how do Kevin Owens and Seth play here? Because if Team Raw wins because Kevin Owens and Seth play together, that bodes really peculiarly for one Big E, mm-hmm. because he's not facing. Seth or Kevin anymore. Yeah, it seems like the whole point of some of the, like the Survivor Series match is the plot lines amongst the teams, not the match. Because it's just a battle to see which team implodes faster. Right, but to me that's interesting. It is interesting, but the but it's interesting in how the match is going to go wrong. Right, which I find interesting. Yeah. Because it's not interesting to see them actually, because you know it's not going to be the teams competing against each other. You're just waiting for somebody to backstab their own team member. Well, Happy Corbin, for example, he he gets pinned probably pretty early on. Austin gets pinned pretty early on. It comes down eventually to, the guess would be it comes down eventually to your Woods, McIntyre, Owen, Seth, Finn, right? I don't know, though. How do you get Lashley out of there early? Yeah. Although you could have Lashley and McIntyre take each other out, which opens itself up for some form of dueling heels versus Woods, which is fun, you know. And then, of course, if they manage to pin Woods, Woods kind of needs to do be the pinner here, right? I think Woods needs to win this thing because he's the one who's going to wrestle. We, I think he's going to wrestle Roman on on the pay per view they're sticking on the first. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they. And I think they're not doing the best job of making him look formidable at this point. Well, he had Roman beat last week. If the Usos don't jump in there, right? Yeah. But a lot of people had Roman beat till the Usos drop in, jump in there. It ain't done nothing for him. How's Kevin <laughs> Owens doing? Well, he's feuding with the champ on the other show. Yeah. How's he? How many of those matches have you won? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
<laughs> you know, a lot of people done got close to beating Roman Reigns until the Usos jumped them. That has not made them any look better off when they faced him one on one. Happened to to uh, Xavier is he got? I was surprised he got a little bit of comeback. That's the most comeback I've seen on Roman in a long time. Was this week? Right. You know, he almost got to hit him with a finisher. Yeah. yeah. Biggie had him. him for a few seconds. See, I think Biggie goes over. You think so? I would like that. That's the ending I would like. Well, here's why I think he goes over. And I, 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 now what they may do, it, it worried me when Scrap Daddy mentioned Brock Lesnar to Big E, right? Mm hmm. That worried me because I don't want Lesnar to, to give us all a swerve. We think he's going to take out Roman and he takes out Big E for Scrap Daddy for some reason to get back in his good graces or whatever. Cause that's just a stupid plot line. Why would Brock care if he was suspended? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> he doesn't like to work anyway, right? No, so, dude. so I feel like the, the right way to go here is for Brock to somehow cost Roman the match. I feel like that allows you one, two things. One, it doesn't have to be the main event anymore because the ending is going to be a wonk. And two, Big E gets the clean win over Roman. Roman doesn't have to lose his belt, so he keeps his streak going. And you and you really put the focus on Big E. I think that's a great plan, Kevin. Um, let's let's get, let's go straight into. So, what do you who do you think wins Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men? I think that's a battle to see. I think it should be Team SmackDown. I think Xavier should win it. The other team is heel packed, so that's kind of. But I don't know. I think it's about to see who implodes more. You know, which team falls apart fat. You know, I, I don't think, know. I think Woods has to get to pin. I think I think you're on the right track there. I think he has to get to pin. Okay, so we go to the the other one, which which we were kind of talking about there when you mentioned Bianca Belair, who's had some good matches, and they've already told the story of where she goes next. Right, she's feuding with Dewdrop next, and mm-hmm. she and she's had some good matches here in the wow. last few weeks. And Liv Morgan, of course, is moving into something with Becky soon. Carmella, Carmella and Zelina Vega are going to be in a program, or are currently in a program with Rhea Ripley. I thought that the Ripley Carmella match was good. I thought the Zelina Vega match was short, but I didn't hate it. I was, yeah, they gave her what? How many? How long was that match? Dude, it couldn't have been three minutes. It couldn't have been three minutes. It's funny because if you watch that segment, right, from the time they start that whole thing out backstage to the time it's all the way over, it's like 20 minutes or 25, 21, 22 minutes, right? But the yeah. wrestling of the two matches was, I don't think it was 10. It might have been, yeah. it might have been 11, you know, but it's two matches were like 11 minutes. And then you had like they walk to the ring. And they do a quick interview with somebody else somewhere in there, and then they come back, and oh, it's time to wrestle, and then she loses, and they boo-hoo, boo-hoo, who cares about you thing. And I like all of, again, I like all of it. Why don't we cut out the four different ring entrances? Why don't we let these kids wrestle? They don't think that wrestling is the product they're selling. I, I if If nothing else... They think their product is WWE, and I don't mean WWE wrestling. I mean they think their product is, and I don't mean WWE superstars. 
from everything they've done, I'm pretty. I, this is just my opinion. I think that their whole idea is people will watch WWE, and they've got them locked. So they don't need superstars. They just need a show. They don't need a bunch of people to be bigger than the show. They just need the show. They don't need wrestling. Wrestling is not what you're there for. You're there for the show. The funny thing is with with them, and I think it's always been true, the the pay-per-views is where you get the wrestling. But I don't even know if the pay-per-views are even the points anymore because the pay-per-views don't make them as much money as the TV product now. Well... I don't know. Like I, I would assume the pay per views have something to do with why Peacock owns them. That, but that in the library, and the fact that people W, you know, the WDB fans will, you know, you know what it reminds me of, and it's funny because they've had their issues with him in the past, and I may have said this, and if I have, I apologize. It reminds me of how different boxing is from UFC. And how Dana has never liked the concept of his performers being the main star. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Right. I can sell UFC. Even to the point, if you remember the whole, we've got a contract with Tap Out, we've got a contract with Reebok, therefore you can't wear any other kind of clothes Mm -hmm. to to, to fight in the octagon with. Which was so funny, you know, like these individual guys can't do that, even though none of them are in, you know, only, only handful, you know, you have camps, just like you have factions, you have camps, right? That you wrestle in or America's top team or whatever. So, but that's interesting because I I feel like the AEW, it's not exactly the same. It's, it's a little different. I, I I would say it's AEW is more of an NBA style of, uh, advertising their product in that they focus on the individual stars. Yeah. Now, to focus has got to be used weirdly because you have, at this point, they're running guys out there for two and three minutes. And, you know, the Dark Order, if, if, you, if you send 12 guys out there at one time and only one of them wrestles and three of them talks, then you've gotten 15 people on stage, right? It's kind of... That's the old WCW philosophy. And... New Japan makes an extensive use of that too, right? Because they have less production. They don't. They don't have as many shows, like televised or moot or pay per views or whatever. So they have to maximize that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. But to me, it does and feel I, like the WWE is moving towards quickly moving towards. It's not about the individual, and they still like. Think- Go ahead, Justin. I don't think that's a smart play on their part. I think that they've got it in their heads that they've gotten a bunch of people that are not ever going to turn the channel. That they're going to watch the WWE because it's the WWE. But I think they're underestimating how many people are starting to look at the product and go, you know what? My favorite people aren't on the WWE anymore. A couple of them are, but the people have always what's drawn the eyes. Uh, I never sat there and said, you know, I'm sure excited to watch WCW tonight. I said, I'm excited to watch, you know, Chris Jericho. Or I'm excited to watch, you know, the Outsiders or the NWO back in the day. I said, I'm excited to watch Stone Cold. I'm excited to watch The Rock. I didn't say, boy, I sure am. It was Raw, but it was I was excited to watch Raw because I was going to see all these different characters that I love. Right. If I'm sure I'm going to see the characters I love for whatever reason, 
gonna be hard to keep my eyes. Right, right. Now going back to this match, by the way, great points. But going back to the match, we what do you think happens here? And you have Sh- Sasha and Shotzi have issues, which they had a fantastic little matchup last night. You like, you did like it, right? Oh yeah. And and uh, Baszler and Natty had a weird win. Go ahead. I'm tired of this, dude. I I get it. You're screwing her over every week, but I'm having to watch 15 versions of the same match, dude. They're yes. the worst dead horse beaters I've ever seen where they will just keep doing something to put off advancing a plot line. So you wind up with that Naomi winds up getting quickly rolled up. Her tag team partner was Aaliyah. That was a very quick match, and the referee does a quick three count. It's blatantly obvious that some, that Deville had something to do with it, but Deville is, is interacting with Sammy backstage, and she cuts off the referee real quickly before she can spill the tea and says, "Get out of here! I don't care who you are." And Sammy's going to be in this twenty man, twenty five man battle royal to something about the Rock, right? I don't know. You know what that was, though? You know what that is. That is their stupid answer to, we cut all these people, and people go, they don't even have any talent anymore. Right? So they just have a dumb 25-man battle royal to prove they still have a lot of talent. Tony Storm has slid herself into, speaking of people, you know, who she's been on the show for a little while. We don't see her at all. She goes out there, shoots her mouth off at Charlotte, and looks like she's going to get a program with Charlotte, and that seems great. I like it. I think it could be real good. Yeah. Now, the thing is, though, we have... When I look at Shotzi, Sasha, Shayna, Natty, and Tony, right now, I mean, Sasha's not a baby face, so there's one face on that team, right? Yeah. Currently. Again, how fast are they going to fall apart? Well, they should fall apart right out the chute. Yeah. Although... Sasha just backstabbed... You know, Shotzi, like, last night. Right. And Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina Vega. That seemed like uh, a lot there because you got a tag team in there. And you got Liv, who should be able to get along with Rhea and Bianca pretty well. I think you know they have the more cohesive unit, but... Mella and Vega could easily decide they want to, you know, Mella was yeah. just, just feuding with Liv and they're both feuding with Rhea right, right now. So that's an interesting, who do you think goes over in that? I think again, there's no way of predicting cause it's all going to be about how the plot lines inside the teams play out. Like who, who stabs, you know, does Zelina and Carmella turn on Liv and jump her or jump Rhea? Does Shotzi clothesline Sasha right out of the gate? Or, you know, uh, I would guess, though, I would guess SmackDown goes over. Right. I'll say this. I, th- I think that... I think Bianca is standing tall at the end of this whole thing. I do. Okay, well, I don't know, but I also think when I look at these wrestlers, this is a good list of pro wrestlers right here. Uh, Bianca, Ripley, Morgan, Mella, Vega, B- 
Banks, Shotzi, Baszler, Natty, Tony. Very good wrestlers. But it is not lost on me that Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley are just next, like the future of what women's pro wrestling should be. Bigger, stronger, mm-hmm. faster, uh, giving performers. You know, they're, they're, they're amazing. And they're young. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait to see where the future goes with them on this. Hey, here's one. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest. I just now realized this was a wrestling match on this card. I'm, 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 I just <laughs> I'm reading this off CBS Sports Online. Thank you, CBS Sports Online. That's probably low-key could be match of the night if they gave them 20 minutes. Well, it, it, odds are nobody interferes. They're both great. I'm sure that Damian Priest is over the moon to be allowed to get in a match like this with Shinsuke. I, yeah. would, I would guess Nakamura wins. I would hope so, but, boy, they're pushing Priest right now. Right. Right. I could see it going either way. Priest has been, he hasn't had a bad match in a long time. No, I think it's going to be a strike heavy match. Their styles complement each other. Right. Right. So we got, uh, RK Bro versus SmackDown. You did wind up having the Usos call out RK Bro. That was part of that, uh, craziness that happened at the beginning of the last show. Yeah. Well, who do you think goes over here? You're going to go with the Usos over RK Bro. Oh, the- What's that? I'm going with the bloodline. Going with the bloodline. So you think that at the end of this show, the bloodline and SmackDown reign supreme? Yes. Yeah. See, I feel like they go the other direction because it really doesn't hurt the bloodline. It doesn't hurt the bloodline to lose tonight. It doesn't. But my counterpoint is this. How much money does USA pay for their (laughs) television contract? (laughs) Pretty good bit, I'd bet. How much money does Fox pay for their television contract? Pretty good bit. A lot. A whole a lot. lot. A, a lot more than the USA Network probably pays? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because Peacock ponied up money for everything, and that's NBC. Uh, got, got a little bit of a point there. We got a point. So it's tricky now, isn't it? Why? See, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how Raw got such a great deal on when I was watching Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and Big E standing around and Seth standing around yelling at each other the first week after the draft. I was like, goodness gracious. And then you look at how much women's talent Raw has. And I'm not knocking the other shows. I was like, man, this is pretty good. And they got Becky too and and beyond, and I and Beck, and both of the young guns are on that show. And I thought, man, that, and they really kind of seem to be liking Mella and Zelina right now. So I was like, man, that, wow. Then I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. I want the Fox move might have been a heck of a check, a heck of a chess move towards NBC in a weird way, right? Could have, could have said, hey, somebody else is interested. You better pony up. Right, because then boom, they buy the they buy it and put it on the streaming service, and I, I that's but again that's all that money. Now, I thought that the shows were good. You you didn't seem like you liked the shows this week. I don't think the build up were lazy. I think it was the uh, I just you know 
I don't think they focused. There was no real. Nobody cares about the whole SmackDown versus Raw part of Survivor Series. Right. I think other than Scrap Daddy. Well, here's the interesting thing, too, though. If you remember three weeks ago, or however many weeks ago, when, when Scrap Daddy suspends Lesnar, Roman the next week said he really suspended him. So is Scrap Daddy really trying to make Team Raw better by putting Theory on there? Bum, bum, bum. Right? Isn't that weird? Yeah. It okay. Could be Hush. It could be. Austin Theory double O negative. <laughs> oh my God. Can we get off of wrestling for two seconds and let me just say this? I read the other day, I don't know if it's true. That The Rock said he wanted to be 007, and I almost threw up in my mouth. Dude, no, dude. You don't have to be everything, bro. Can't be. You're not James Bond, boss. Right? I mean, but even if he... Let's make believe... Okay, the thing about Bond is he can be a physical presence. Daniel Craig was a very good physical presence as a Bond. Sean was. They went the other route with all the rest of them. All of that... what are you saying? Are you saying Pierce Brosnan is not a physical presence, Kevin? Remington Steele? <laughs> I thought I really like Pierce Brosnan in every role <laughs> except the Bond roles he's played. Just to, to me, he's not a Bond. And I feel bad. See, I, I thought for a long, and I like Roger Moore very much, and I liked him as a Bond. Oh. But I thought my generation had gotten ripped off because the generation before me had Connery. Yes, and if you remember, there was a, a time period there where they were they released the last, the last Connery Bond, and it, Moore took over, did a couple, and then they released another Connery Bond and a, a Roger Moore Bond, kind of like close together, but it was the last yeah. one. And I thought, man, that was really bad for poor Roger Moore right there, because I felt like I got gypped because Sean Connery was just cooler. Oh, dude, he's yes. Which ain't, which ain't Roger's fault at all. Sean Connery's cool. Nobody, you know? Any humans on the planet cooler than Sean Connery. He's in like him, Samuel L. Jackson. There's only a few in that top echelon of just always cool people. Is Sam Elliott in that group? I say Sam Elliott's definitely in that group. Have you ever seen Sam Elliott not being cool? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Matthew McConaughey is pretty close yep. somewhere in yep. there. Yeah. yeah. That's a movie right there. Denzel? Denzel, yes. We've almost got the Magnificent Seven here. It's the best <laughs> half ever. <And> Batista. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, dude, come on, Rock. Let us have something that doesn't have you in it. You know, yes. I, I like you, Rock. I'm happy for you. Not, okay, I'm lying. I don't particularly like you, Rock. But I am happy for you. And I do like watch every single thing you do and I root for you to be successful because I feel like your success is somehow connected to the fact that I was a fan of yours 30 years ago. But allow us to have some fun out there in the world that doesn't involve you. You know, go. When you're president. Just go be president, bro. Yeah, when you're president, (laughs) you'll have all of it. You're cool. Just go be president. Leave Bond alone. I'm still 
I'm still hoping they give Idris Elba. He's not from here. I don't think he can be president. He can be Bond, though. <laughs> He's been my Bond pick since, like, three Daniel Craig movies ago. Yeah. I just don't. I think perfect for bond because he's cool he's another one of those dudes he's always cool yeah he's in that group he is in that group i i just feel like maybe bond should be dead and it's okay like we can do like you could do another double o like you could say this person is the new double o seven but their name not be bond and that would be okay i get that that's not something that movie studios like to do because the James Bond is what sells the tickets. Again, yeah. Again, though, that's your that's your argument against WWE, right? That's different things, though. I'm not saying you could go ten years and not make a James Bond movie, and then come back and do like you could take a huge break from it and say, "Hey, we're gonna have no Bond movies for ten years," and then do another James Bond movie. But James Bond is a character. I, I, I think that has established that you. But I like I, the whole. Change him up every few years. But I think in, 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 in I think in your mind it's different, but I'm not sure it's different in WWE's mind. <laughs> that the brand that it's not like you know, the NFL doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers sells tickets or or uh, Dak Prescott sells tickets as big a deal as they are. They think our stadiums are gonna be full regardless. Right? I think that's what Vince thinks. I think maybe not full, but I think he thinks we can rebound as long as the, as long as we keep the brand strong overall, the rest will work out. That kind of thing, right? I don't think he believes. I think that Laurent hurt his feelings. I think Brock Lesnar hurt his feelings. I think Hulk Hogan hurt his feelings, and he does not want to have superstars anymore because it makes him sad when they leave it. But the problem with that is, why does he keep bringing back The Rock, Lesnar, Goldberg? Because he likes money. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And he sees that it gets him a momentary cheap pop in his ratings. This is what I noticed this week. Your point was, the reason why this Survivor Series doesn't have you over the moon is, or even near the moon, is... They didn't push the Survivor Series matches. They pushed the storylines on the show. Right? Yeah. Why is this Survivor Series the, the and not the other pay-per-view? Right. Well, here's the thing. And I think and now we can argue that, that it's not right. But the placement of Crown Jewel did not allow for a long build for Survivor Series. As far as... So they went with what they could do, which was... We can't really push that Drew McIntyre firmly believes SmackDown is the better brand because Drew was the face of Raw. The only person in this whole thing that you could say that about would be Roman because he's been the face of SmackDown for some time. Or Seth returning to Raw can push, this has always been Monday Night Rollins, it sucked without me, and to some degree under his skin can be a little bit of Roman shouldn't have the shine more than I do anyway. Roman gets his own show. I need my own show. Everybody else kind of, it's a, it has to be about something other than the brand. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, Woods is not fighting for SmackDown. Woods is fighting to prove he's worthy of what's going to happen with Roman soon. Big E is fighting for revenge over what happened to his friends. He's not fighting Roman. And, and the fact that he had chased Roman for a long time and then chose elsewhere to win a title. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's I feel like they they did a good job of figuring out some way to make me interesting. I think they got really lucky on one thing. Charlotte dropping that belt and being going into business for herself as much as yep. it was kind of a whatever word you want to use move. It did turn into a chain of events which made the pay-per-view must see. See, and that's my that's my like when I I'll, when something like that fortuitous happens, I always am like, yeah, is it possible that's a work? Here's the thing, though, we never give them credit for being this clever, and this would be so clever. Oh yeah, that's my point. <laughs> like we want to be this clever, we bet be this clever, but they're never this clever. So when it happens, I'm both like. Yeah, they're not that smart, but I'm also like, maybe finally somebody just figured out how to take advantage of something. Yeah, it does have, you know, at some point with Savage and Hogan, you felt like, yeah, they don't really like each other. They work together and they know they draw money together. And I think that Savage gets along with everybody else in that locker room. Okay. And I think Hogan gets along with whoever he feels like getting along with pretty good. Mm-hmm. He gets along with Bischoff. He gets along with Nash and Hall as far as they let him know. But they don't <laughs> but, but but Flair but Flair and Hogan don't like each other. You know, and so whenever they got in the ring, it was kind of interesting. Piper, you knew Piper didn't like Hogan. You knew it. You knew it, it, it wasn't about the matches, it wasn't about the scripts, it wasn't about it was about the fact that Piper that Hogan had never let Piper put his shoulders to the mat. And because of that, or anybody for that matter, like I think Piper would have been cool if he would have let the big boss man or anybody put his shoulders to the mat over the years. But because he'd never put anybody over and Piper had always been willing to do business, same thing probably Savage problem with Hogan was, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, all the yeah. rest of us play ball, you don't. Therefore, there's, but when they, so whenever they got nose to nose, there was, it was, that was palpable. The, the anger, the, the, the heat in the room was there. You could feel it. Same thing with Sean and Brett. You knew, hey, those those guys don't really like each other. You knew it. You didn't know that somewhere down the road, it was going to become the Montreal screw job. Right? But you always knew Brett's, too much of a I respect the business to be okay with that kid. Yeah. And then when the Sunny Day stuff and all that came out, even if you didn't really think about it, think about it, it was a pretty blatantly obvious line. You know, maybe you didn't know that Sean was actually the one doing all that and that this was just some weird, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know what Sean was thinking on that one, other than maybe he thought it was possible, maybe he was jealous. You know, it was weird that he wasn't jealous of Chris Candido. (laughs) 
But hey, whatever, right? Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, luckily Sean got through all that, and Brett too, for that matter. Although, so when, so they managed to create this same thing all of a sudden, right? Charlotte and they don't like each other. You know, and I, to some degree, Kevin Owens and Seth have that, but with that, it's more, you, I don't think they like each other. Uh, I think they get along as far as having to work together. I think they've, as much, as much as we'll sit there and go, people will say, well, Kevin, oh, well, Seth Rollins' biggest feud was with Moxley or Seth and Edge was really great. Or Seth and whatever was really great. Kevin Owens had his biggest moments with this guy, that guy, the other guy. From the time that was Kevin Steen and Tyler Black. I was to, about to say Kevin Tyler Black, baby. Right. From the time, from the time they were beating the hell out of each other till, uh, two weeks ago. Those two are magic when they get around each other. And it mm-hmm. is because, you know, they, they are yin and yang. You know, one guy doesn't care how much he weighs. The other guy will never be a pound overweight. You know, one guy believes that it's all about the entertainment. One guy believes it's all about fighting. You know, one guy thinks he's some form of Sean, Othello and Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the other guy thinks he's Stone Cold Steve Austin with a weight problem. Yeah. And, and it worked. Well, actually, big. if Big Bam Big, if, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Stone Cold had a baby, right? It'd be Kevin Owens, yeah. Right. And probably raised it. And it'd be the perfect wrestler, it, which yeah. Kevin Owens is. You know, Kevin Owens is a perfect wrestler. I mean, if if you want a modern Dusty Rhodes, yes, right. I mean, he's perfect. Everybody can identify with him. He can do all of the moves all the little guys can do, and he can talk. It's it's great. He also has a finisher he can use sometimes. It's out of nowhere, the stunner. You know that he was gifted from by. I didn't like it when he first started using it, but if Stone Cold's cool with it. Who am I to argue, right? I think he'll kill his back in some one way he did Stone Cold. Right. Maybe. Maybe. So, so you're going to watch, though? Oh, of course. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It'll be on at 7. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I think it's going to be fun, man. I do. And I think that the uh, it's interesting that I am excited about Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest. Well, yeah. I'm also excited to see if either one of them will be here in two months. Mm. I would love to see Shinsuke and Roman get into it. I feel like I almost would like him to drop Boogs for that because that's so over the top. I like the Boogs thing, right? I, I really enjoy the Boogs thing. But we're going to give Shinsuke that push in WWE. No, I, I think he could lose. I, I think they'd be willing to let him have a month with Roman. You don't think so? I don't. I, I don't even give him that much unless they just run out of people on the roster for him. You don't think they think as much of him as they do say Cesaro? I think they had a choice back then to do him or Cesaro, and they chose Cesaro, and then they dumped Cesaro like a sack of hot nickels right afterwards. Man, he had a good match this week. Yeah. You win that? <laughs> Dude, you're going to feel bad when when Cesaro and Ricochet are headlining WrestleMania. I'm going to feel what, what 
what yeah, I thought I heard you correctly when you said you're gonna feel bad when Cesaro and Ricochet are headlining full gear. <laughs> no way, bro. No way. They're not gonna be headlining full gear. Six months, I will I will be impressed. They still won't be headlining full gear. They'll be headlining dark. <laughs> And I'm not saying they should be, by golly. I'm a big fan of both of them. But if they want to head on something, it better be Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> I wouldn't be bad. You think? Give Cesaro and Ricochet a half hour and tell them to go get after it? Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. In, in Tokyo Dome? Meltzer would run out of stars. Yeah. You know? Okay, man. I hope y'all watch whatever it is you like. And enjoy it. I'm going to watch Survivor Series. I'll probably have a good time watching it. Justin will text me how pissed off he is periodically throughout the show. And yeah. for my man Justin, for me, this is KP. This has been a Go On Me production. Uh, copyright 2021. Check out our friends. It's again Project E G I N N Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling and you can download their phone app for yourselves at your app store Justin go home